0: What's up, people? (laughs) (laughs) This is the 2022 Halloween special episode of You're Not Listening. The podcast teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I am Jim, Sean's dad. (laughs) Good music. (laughs) I thought I'd start off with some fun, spooky music. music. (laughs) It's spooky season. It's the best time of year. For people like me.
1: What's your
0: favorite? Yeah. So excited. We love doing the Halloween episodes. Uh, I want to like lead up to it in the group by sharing some of our old Halloween episodes and some other spooky music that we like to listen to. So uh, be on the lookout for the rest of the... You- You'll be hearing it already, but for the rest of the uh, spooky season up until Halloween, keep a lookout on the show, and we'll be play- sharing some spooky songs for the rest of the month. But this is the episode. We do it once a year. We do a Halloween episode. We do a Christmas episode. We do a St. Patrick's Day episode. Those are kind of the three big ones that we make sure we hit because it's all our favorite holidays and the music that we like to listen to at those time of year, and we like to share that as well. And for th- these episodes, we've done a lot of different things. We've done some like Halloween-specific songs, some Halloween-adjacent songs, some that we may consider a bit of a stretch, but we figured out how to make it work. <laughs> um, and we also have done a, a guest episode. I think, was it last year we had a guest, or was it the year before? The year before. That like... we, yeah, uh, the year before, we had uh, the folks from, we had Jonathan and Crystal from Haunt Weekly talk about it might have been the first year. Halloween this is year three. Stuff. This is our anniversary. Today is our anniversary. I feel like we've done more than that. I don't know. Of... Uh... But... Um,
1: Regardless, it, so yeah.
0: Regardless, we always like to do some spooky music around this Halloween, time of year. It's fun. Halloween and adjacent. Uh, I like that. Halloween and it, it gets you in the uh, in the mood, in the Halloween mood. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do that tonight. I am actually talking about a theme song that everyone will recognize. I'm talking about the theme song from the twi- the original Twilight Zone theme song. Nice. Um, which is nice because it's nice and short. <laughs> uh, we we always pick long songs. <laughs> Uh, sometimes especially for these The Christmas ones I feel like tend to be pretty short Yeah. Short songs uh, And then And dad you are doing <laughs> A six and a half minute song <laughs> Right but it's a live version It's a live like version the, There's probably a minute and a half of just cheering Between the beginning no, and the end
1: Well not really it's yeah. It's 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 just long. It's a lot of guitar solo stuff. Um, yeah, it's like forty percent guitar it's solo. It's just Stone doing um uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins doing a, a cover of Screaming Jay Hawkins. I put a spell on you, which everybody probably knows from Hocus Pocus, but it's a it's a I think it's a, a really good version.
0: Right. Yeah, It's cool. It's so. Does, does that make me of Halloween adjacent?
1: Kinda. Is that that's a cool? Yeah, term. I guess so. I like yeah, it's
0: Halloween. I mean, I I think. I think people would put I put a spell on you pretty firmly within the Halloween I stuff. I would
1: think so but as I'm going to explain I think she steals it from Halloween and it's not a Halloween song when she's done with it so
0: Well then if it's not a Halloween song See dad Good night thanks for coming <laughs> <laughs> You can't say things like that on the Halloween special <laughs> No it is because
1: it's it's clearly a you know it's it's on every Halloween you know, right. list everywhere his version so
0: but. Well there's a lot of different versions of that song yeah. and I don't think any of them have the same Lyrics. I feel like everybody just kind of says their That's own their thing, thing for, yeah. except yeah. for the except for the chorus. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, even in the chorus, they kind of like change it up. So, but we'll talk about it. I don't know which one we want to do first. Uh, sadly, again, it's another year without uh, Werewolves on Wheels. Werewolves on Wheels. <laughs> Is that like me saying um,
1: what's the what's the one about the Martian Hop? The Martian Hop. Yeah. It's no. So oh. we'll do one with Martian Hop and Werewolves on Wheels. Werewolves on Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these songs are good, but they're not as good as Martians on Wheels.
0: Martians on Wheels.
1: <laughs> Never mind werewolves. Were, what is it? Werewolves in London? Werewolves on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Martian on wheels. No, no,
0: it's too fun. Anyway, the, the were- do you want to do? Would you want to do, do, do mine first since it's short? We'll kind of get through it. Um, yeah, if you want, what I was do you gonna say yours first. I was gonna
1: say mine just because, you know, I'm, I'm not. I struggle with these, as you know, you know, because I'm not as much, my, my Halloween music has a tendency to be very, the cheesy stuff that I used to use DJing at, at elementary school dances kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I have as much to say. I like this version of it, so there's some really good stuff, but it's going to feel pretty traditional in, in our conversations rather than Halloween-ish. So I almost wonder if we should do mine, get it out of the way. And, yeah, we can do yours. Finish that's big fine. on yours, because I have some stories about Twilight Zone and stuff too, so.
0: Oh yeah, cool, sure. Yeah. So let's do that first. So click the link in the show notes, because I don't know if this song is on like Spotify, but I, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Th- this I think version when, when you we're... search
1: YouTube, uh, if, you, if you say, uh, just Stone live, um, put a spell on you, this is the first one that comes up, I think it's the, one of the most popular, it's only the most recent, it's 2021.
0: Yeah. So it, this is on YouTube, which is kind of cheating, but we've all done it. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. we're, we're going to, this is, it's. It's this Halloween. is the version that you, you want to listen to yep. anyway. Yep. It's really good. Yep. So go ahead and listen to it and come on back and we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right. So that's a lot of guitar. It
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And, and you want you want you want some notes? And do you want just my impression? Do you want me to start off? I mean, what do you, what do you want to how do you want to do this? Well,
0: I mean, yeah, tell me Halloween. we, we went back and forth a lot. Yeah. between what songs yeah. you were going to do this week. And the, I want to know why you settled on this yeah. one. Because you had a pretty good list. You had a good list so of songs. are you
1: disappointed in this one because my other No, I'm here? just saying
0: yeah. there yeah. was a, a lot of songs to choose from yeah. and they were all good. I started, so I'm wondering how i how you I ended doing, up with this.
1: I started doing a lot of research of like what song, you know, again, what song would I want to, if we go on a long drive, here's a song that I want Sean to kind of hear and have a discussion about and stuff. And I realized with my Halloween stuff, I was kind of doing, you know, and, and let's, let's do a search about werewolves. Let's do a search about bats. Let's do a search. Werewolves <laughs> um, <laughs> and And, um, you know, and, and all that stuff. And, and then I realized what, what, what songs, you know, kind of scare me. And what I initially came up with is songs from two soundtracks. One was the, the, the um, I guess it's a score or the, or the opening or the music from uh, Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. which is terrifying be- mm. because if you know if you know anything about that movie it's scary anyway um, but the whole premise of it but you know they I, I think, and you know a lot more about this than I do. I, I think the way they use like off chords and you know and shops and and flat chords and everything else that you know
0: dissonance. We're going to talk about that in mind. Yeah, that's a big that's part of
1: that mine. stuff puts fear into you anyway and makes you kind of think more. So it was that one, and then and the other one is, and this is a this is a and that was just because I know that was a scary movie. And I, I, oh, that was a scary movie. I wonder what the association, right? It, What's that? It's
0: associate. It's scary because you, of what you associate it with. Yeah, right? so scary adjace, adjacent or something like that. Halloween adjacent. Well, right? I mean, it's a. It's a horror movie yeah, yeah. score. So <laughs> Um
1: And then the other one was and this is a real life thing that, that like literally like made my skin crawl, gave me goosebumps and terrified and and like damaged me. I think I'm still in, in therapy over it. Jesus Christ Superstar.
0: <laughs>
1: I know, I know. Which isn't a horror film, obviously. I mean it is if you know, if you're a Christian, you obviously don't want to see, you know, Christ up on the on the crucifix and all that stuff. But you know, that's another another story that we're not gonna get into. But some of the music in it, when if so 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 rewind back up. I'm living in Methuen. We're living in you know, typical. I don't know if you know anything or if you remember the house at all. I'm, I'm sure you don't because you moved out when you were six months. But it was a typical nineteen fifties ranch, one floor, and summertime. Whatever Jesus Christ superstar hits big, big. It's a, it's it's an album, and I think the subsequent. You know the, the touring Broadway show and everything else is big everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I go out and get the album just because that's what you do. You know, so I have the album and I'm listening to it, nighttime and um, and the, the I think it's the the crucifixion scene is, is the way it plays out on the on the, or, or maybe even just some of the opening songs that come out come out of it um, come on. But I think it was during the crucifixion and and it's haunting. It's so mm-hmm. and it was so scary and i'm in my room and then i, I swear and again picture this on a first floor one floor ranch i have two windows in my my corner bedroom and i swear i heard you know yeah. at, at my screen did, did you see how i did that that was good huh yeah no uh, at yeah. my screen um like and and my curtains were drawn so i didn't see anything out there but you know my my whole thing is uh, and this is going to relate exactly to what you're going to be talking about we're going to talk about with, with the Twilight Zone, is to a scene in a, in a Twilight Zone movie that I saw where you open up your screen and something is in, you open up your your, your shades and something right there in the window.
0: Terrifying. In the movie? Are you talking about the airplane scene yes. in the movie? Yes, Will, yes. Yeah. William Shatner. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Horror, horror at 30,000 feet or whatever yes. it is? That's terrifying. Yes. So terrifying. You
1: know, I'm thinking that when I open up my my shades or- There's going to be something there looking at there's you. There's going to be someone's face right there. And yeah. so it, right there, and it's something I remember vividly now. And I had to be, I don't know what year it was that it came out and everything, but still living in Methuen, not going off to college yet. So I had to be maybe middle school or something, like some 14 or 13 or whatever. And I still remember that moment. And it like wow. still kind of gives me, like clammy fingers and, and everything else. So I thought, what better song to kind of be. But, it, but it's like, okay, you're playing a song and you're listening to it and our listeners are listening to it. It's like. Yeah, okay, it's a scary song, but I don't know if there's any substance that you can kind of have a discussion about, so that's why mm. I got away from some of It's, those
0: it's, it's almost to. like it's too personal, like it's it scared you, but it might not scare other people, well, so they might not get that. Really I think it would, that.
1: like the Children of the Corn song would, but, mm-hmm. but can you discuss that in this kind of format that we have? So I'm thinking, okay, right. what's, what, what, it's scary. Well, what else did that? Well, <laughs> scary, you know, and scary images. <laughs> What's your song? Maybe Jump, that's you all know? it is. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I, I, figured that wasn't going to be able to do it. So then, I kind of I came up with you know, um, and, and I that the cheesy list of all the songs that. At every one of your elementary, your indoors, sometimes even other other dances that we do that, you know, you have Ghostbusters and you have Thriller. right? Those would have, be fun
0: to talk about, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, they're good. But do people learn or want to know those or anything else? Or right. If they see a list, it's just like, yeah, okay, they're talking about Thriller. No big deal, of course.
0: Right. Everyone There's probably a lot of podcasts talking everyone, about and everyone Thriller and Ghostbusters. Does, so. does
1: the dance, you know, and everything else. Yeah. And, and You can't see that, but I just did the-
0: It's also like an eight-minute song. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and there's a Vincent Price thing at the end which um is also referencing in my song as well but um so then I came up with um this one and I and I I put a spell on you which is screaming Jay Hawkins from 56 1956. which and-
0: we did discuss when um Jonathan and Crystal were on the show we as did. well. We
1: yeah. did. Yeah. 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 We talked yeah. about
0: that a little not like a full we just kind of like yep. chatted about it for a minute. Yep.
1: And and I, I found this version of it. A lot of people have done it. A lot of people covered it and stuff, but I found this and and it, what I found is it also tied in with what you and I have talked about numerous times of we wanna start to really kind of showcase some of the, the great strong women vo- vocals and voices out there. And Jostone
0: mm. is amazing, you know, yeah. is is if you don't know her, you know, you're missing out, so go listen to her. One I think of, a lot of people picture her like Singing quietly at a piano, and like that's not. Yeah, boy, well, she does that really well. she but Yeah, but she, she does it on this does. one,
1: and this live version um, initially came from. Um, she did a song, and it was Jeff Beck doing it, who's the, who's the monster guitarist, because mm-hmm. uh, this is a heavy guitar solo song um, with her doing vocals in 2010, and it was Grammy nominated and all that kind of stuff, which is cool. But she evidently, I think, takes it on the road and, and is on her. Um, you know, when she does a live show, and I think it's a closer. It sounds like it's a closer in some of the mm. videos. I've seen. Um, and see, in this particular version, and and I don't know, Sean. You, you can and you can maybe do a better job at searching this after we get off the air and stuff here and stuff. But I I don't. I don't think she's performing with her band. If she has a band. Okay. I'm guessing she does. But she probably has a touring band with like hired
0: musicians, yeah.
1: Because the guitarist who just like rips this song apart, mm. I don't think it's hers. I think her No,
0: he looks like he could be in any like yes. wedding cover band. He's he's uh, I think he's from Switzerland. But he's nasty.
1: Yeah, he's from Switzerland. Um I think he's pretty well known, you know, in, in, in that part of Europe. And I did some research. First off, trying to find out what his name was was difficult. Then I found it out, and then, you know, did some research, and everything was was in Swiss, and and you know, <laughs> didn't get a connection, and, and and then I tried to find out who's in her touring band. I couldn't find that. So I was like, ah, what's going? Because there's there's a part in the video, which is why I think it's important to watch the, the YouTube version of it, where she just looks so ecstatic at what he's doing with the solo. Mm that um isn't the norm of i mean obviously when you're on stage you you, you put on a show for the audience and everything else but it isn't the normal response of a of a front person when they're responding to their band it's like hmm. wow, you're you're really doing something different here and and really and really amazing so i thought that yeah. was such a cool version of that and i'm sure you picked up on that as, as well oh
0: yeah no oh, it's an, it's an amazing performance yeah yeah and and it's
1: almost, and, and and again you kind of get caught up in her, her vocals which she has such great pipes it's unbelievable um yeah. and but then it, it gets you know talk about you know first versus, versus the last episode we did with the, with your love of Santana you know like <laughs> this guy takes over and it's a it's a guitar solo song
0: until she comes back in you know and, and kind right. of reclaims it but um, this is a slow blues rock like this song wow. this is the kind of song that needs the screaming guitar solo yes yes. And the, Unlike the, the last song. Like that's what that was my issue with the last song is like it fail. felt like it didn't need it. Yeah. This one yeah. would feel off without it. Yeah. And ironically,
1: Absolutely. after we get after you know, we did the recording stuff, I went and I and I found Michelle Branch's um acoustic version of that song. And it was okay. It was a little lacking though, believe it or not, to me. You know? Um <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, funny I, I liked thing it is better. <laughs> the, the funny thing is when we um when we recorded that that night she was in Boston at the Paradise. Like Oh, really? Should have reached out to her. Should have got her opinion. You know, so. Oh, that's funny. But then she's on the road and everything. You know, else. So she was local when we were talking. So there was there was some kind of in the air and stuff. But anyway, um, it's just it, it kind of gets away from the Halloween piece because it turns into this blues, you know, crazy solo, um, unbelievable song with that. song mm-hmm. and I've got some highlight notes and stuff. So um, first, yeah, off, have you... I have
0: I have one that I want to play, but it's it's at the end. So. Okay, all right. So obviously, it's cult classic. Um, yep. Obviously,
1: I always consider right around Halloween and stuff. But I think she, like I said, she kind of steals it. And as much as you're going to get mad at me for it not being, you know, as, as Halloweeny, it is because everybody. I'm knows I'm not it mad from, at you. You think I get mad at you about this? Uh, stuff? Uh, because, because I know this is your, your, this is your baby. You love the Halloween stuff. Everybody, I think, knows it certainly without question from hocus pocus. If you've, you know, grown up anywhere in the in the last forty fifty years, you've seen hocus pocus. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you're between twenty and fifty years old, you and, know
0: and you know what's is. funny about that. So my girl's love Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it's okay. funny cuz like we 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 like I I talked to Katie and like her kids won't watch like regular Disney movies cuz they think they're too scary. Yeah. My kids are not afraid of like anything. Yeah, no kidding. Like Harper's favorite movie right now is The Nightmare Before Christmas, but they love Hocus Pocus and they love the witches. Yeah. Harper comes down the stairs and she goes, "Sisters!" <laughs> it's just so funny. They love it. And um that, so we, they want to hear that song a lot, but that song from that, that version yep. from that movie B- is version. nowhere to be found. Really? It is like, you can watch it on YouTube, watch the scene, but it's not on the, the original pedal. soundtrack. Really? It's not on Spotify. Like it, you can't find the song. You have to like illegally convert the video into wow. MP3 or something. Surprising. Really? Yeah. It's not on Spotify yeah, weird, at all. Right? Yeah.
1: And it. it, it It's not even under, like, Bette Midler stuff or anything?
0: No. And so there's songs in the new movie, you know, that came out with the sequel. We've already watched that, like, 40 times. Yeah. It's aggressively mediocre, but, you know, it's it's nostalgic and it's fun, whatever. It feels like a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. But they sing Blondie in that one. They sing uh, One Way or Another. Oh, yeah. And then they have another song that they sing in the beginning, which is, like, a, you know, a a real produced song that they obviously wrote for the movie movie, um, and those are on the soundtrack for the new movie. So like they did it this time. I don't know why they didn't do it last time. It's weird. A a great version of that song of um, I put a spell on you. Really? Not the one we're talking about, but they, they, they kill that. And I think it's, there's a reason it got so popular. (laughs) I'm looking right now. Original score. Yeah, you're right. It's not there. Crazy. Isn't that weird? Because they always like, oh, ask Alexa to play that song. And it's like, no, yeah, she doesn't have yeah. that song. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, it's funny. Well, one of the songs I was going to consider, and a little side note here, was Hocus Pocus.
0: Yeah. Well, because that's by a the great band. version of that song. No, no, by the
1: band Focus. Oh, which oh, is the song Hocus Pocus, which is wonderfully terrible. <laughs> Focus, be, hocus, pocus. Be, I don't know if I know that one as, as much. Oh, as much as I, I, sent you a link on that one. As much as um, it's, I mean, Hocus Pocus. Hey, oh, okay, hey, it's got a Halloween, theme, Halloween adjacent, I guess. But it's uh, there's yodeling in it.
0: Oh, nice <laughs> with, 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 with
1: the with the solos. So it's pretty hey, much. we've nit-
0: done songs with yodeling before. We did the Cranberries.
1: Yeah. Well, no, this is all yodel. There's no words. Oh, jeez. The only words in it are yodeling.
0: yodeling. Oh,
1: And it breaks into like crazy guitar solos as as a result. It was huge. It was huge back in like 73 or something like that. Oh, that's hysterical. Search for it right now while while I'm talking, and you'll know what I mean. You can play it for a couple minutes. And it's called Hocus Pocus by a band named Focus. Again, somebody my age would would know it. Oh, God, look at this guy. Yeah. And there's a live version of it, and the guy even looks crazier than
0: the studio version. I can't, sorry, I can't hear what you're saying over the screaming yodeling. (laughs) Are you listening to it? Oh, I've heard this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard that. Yeah. That's wi- wild. Yeah. So I feel like I've heard that on a commercial somewhere. Yeah. So I was going to – so again,
1: back to the Hocus Pocus thing. Everybody knows Hocus Pocus and maybe not Hocus Pocus Focus, but they know Hocus Pocus the movie. That, right. Okay. So the, the, the original song, which was done by Screaming Jay Hawkins, was supposed to be like a blues song or a love song and everything else. And then the way they explain it is – However, the producer brought in uh, ribs and chicken and everybody got drunk and got everybody drunk. We came out with this weird version. I don't even remember making the record. Before, I was just a normal blues singer. I was just Jay Hawkins. It sort of just fell into place. I found out I could do more by destroying a song and screaming it to death. (laughs) Hawkins transforms himself in, in his live shows into the black Vincent Price. Um, and this theatrical act was one of the first shock rock performances well before Meatloaf and, you know, everybody else and all that stuff. So. Right. And it was selected as one of the, the top 500 songs by rock, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Rolling Stone, one of the 500 greatest songs of all time. In the way It is it,
0: possibly... It, it infl- some, uh,
1: because of the influence.
0: Even with, like, the, the heavy metal screamo-type music where they're, yeah. like, screaming, I mean... This is still probably one of the most intense vocals you'll ever yeah, hear. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Because it's completely off the rails. Yeah. It's just screaming. He he probably did completely destroy his vocal cords yeah, doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing, he didn't um, hold back at all. And it
1: was at the time, I mean, imagine 1956, it was banned. In a lot of places, you know, never mind they were banning race music and all that kind of stuff, but it was banned because it was too aggressive and, you know, it was, it was too black or, you know, whatever. And he would show up and, you know, when, when Alan Freed, um, you know, who coined the, the, the term rock and roll, would have his, his his shows and he would get, you know, a dozen artists and have them come and play one or two of their hits and everything else. And Screaming Jay Hawkins was first kind of showcased on, on those things. As he came out, he would come out of a coffin and he's wearing – like this, it looks like a African witch doctor's kind of look with mm. with tusks hanging from his 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 chest. So like an Alice Cooper type performance. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and then yelling at and, and smoking skulls and everything else, and people were just shocked and all the kind of, sounds which awesome, is part, which is part of the the whole thing. So again, always associated with Halloween for those reasons, right? Um, but you know, fast forward to you know 2022, and you know, a lot of people have covered it. Um, like I think one of the, the the more prominent ones was in Hocus Pocus, and this Jeff Beck one, who who redid it mm-hmm. in 2010 with Joss. So it was Jeff Beck's song with Joss Stone doing the vocals. Well, now she takes that her own without without Jeff Beck when she's on the road and does it, and just does this killer version of it.
0: It's interesting because the Screaming Jay Hawkins version is so full. There's yeah. always something going on. Yeah. You know that bum 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 and. Yeah. and with this, one, here, yeah. with this one, it's like the opposite. It's There's a lot of, like, silence in it. You know, they yeah. take that approach of, like, less is more, where it's like, we're not going to play a lot of notes so that when we do play notes, it has a huge impact. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, again, I, I think that's why this was a little
1: bit of a surprise when you see her live version of it, is it's almost like she gets, I mean, for for a singer, that this is her song, this is her performance, this is her, her show, but... For her to step back and let someone else just kind of like dominate the song, and is I think it was a guest guitarist. I, I can't. If somebody out there can do some research or knows it and, and tell us, please do. Because she was like thrilled and and so almost giddy at the, the response of how we how we did it and how we took over with some of the solos. And then when she jumps back in, she has such a like a fever and a, the depth of her voice when she comes in the second time is just like wow, they're really killing yeah. it.
0: What? Let's listen to some of it. Yeah. I want to see if I can get so a little part. So let me part.
1: let me give you some numbers. Um,
0: Hold on, I want to get a little part of the first verse here. Okay. Okay. the feel yeah. for anyone who cheated and, and didn't listen and you know what
1: and, and it doesn't happen to me usually at all or very often but like just hearing that again like i kind of just got goosebumps isn't that strange mm-hmm. that has that that,
0: that kind of effect. well it does it's that type of song that, it's that feel it it gets under your skin
1: yeah you know and and she's so good if you don't know joss stone you're missing out gold, she gold, is really gold good learner. she's um, a groovy groovy <sighs> Singer, And sure. I have some information about her and stuff that we may not need. It. One of the big things is in in 2021, she won um, in the second uh, season of The Masked Singer. She won it dressed up as a sausage,
0: by the way. Right. Well, like you do. Yeah.
1: Right. So
0: um,
1: <laughs> so again, crazy good vocal stuff. But the, the backing band stuff, I think, is even better stuff. And, and again, I don't know if it's her band or if she's sitting in with someone else or if it's her show. And I think it's her show because there's a lot of other songs it might just hers. be her
0: band, and then he plays guitar. Like uh, that's he's a that's guest the impression guitarist.
1: I get. His name is Jean Pierre von Dach. D a c h. Jean Pierre von Dach. He's a guitarist and a Swiss singer. Um, yeah, Mexican guy, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Irish guy. But he's not a werewolf. Werewolves are whales. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but he's Swiss, uh, and he, he's backup. You know, well, he's a guitarist for this guy Manuel Alberton, who I guess is kind of big in in that part of the world as well so 156 when he when she stops and it it, it's after the first break and he goes into a solo like let's
0: crazy tone yeah yeah Coming out of that and Stratocaster, no effort at all, just killing it, right? You know, he, Don't you hate people like that? <laughs> just um, and although you know, he does make some some pretty epic faces. guitar solo faces, yeah, which is required. That's required. Right. I think you learn that
1: when you, you're taking lessons at Guitar Center. Yeah, they you teach to, you that. Yeah, they do.
0: They teach you that first. They do. So that way, if you if you <laughs> even if you play the wrong notes and you mess up, at least it like looks like it's intentional. Mm. You okay. Know? Well, and, and it, again, you think about
1: it, the debate of the old, who's the greatest guitarist in the world ever, and everybody always comes back to Clapton or Prince or somebody else. Jeff Beck is Andrews. always in that conversation.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: You know, and, and to think about, like, this guy, this Swiss guy, like, okay, w- watch me. And Jeff Beck's version of it, which is a lot shorter, and I almost did that one just to save you the, 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 the craziness of a six-minute song or something, but, but not as good, <laughs> which is crazy to say that about Jeff Beck, you know, on a guitar solo. You know, this guy just kills it. Um, yeah. Skip to three minutes when she comes back in.
0: Oh. Yeah, see... See, that's what I mean is, like, everything stops. Yeah. And it's just, like, super reserved, and they, like, bring things down, they keep it grounded, and it just makes every the note silence. And every that she sings and every note that's on the guitar, like, impactful. And yeah. it's not, like... They're not subtle with the guitar like if they do guitar fills like he's cranked up and he's filling he's filling he's the still yeah space. he's yeah. still
1: in solo mode almost yeah right yeah. yeah well then they they do the back and forth you know the the answer the call and answer kind of thing three o'clock at, th- at three minutes <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, call and answer is, is yeah. nice. It's always yeah. good. Always yeah. a good move. If you're a songwriter, call and answer always works. Right, <laughs> especially for the guitarist. So, so. Right.
1: And then you know, three fifty, the he, he takes over again. And then at four sixteen, the organ, and I think it's a B three Hammond B three, which we he, he, big fans of, obviously. On this show, we always talk about it. Mm-hmm. Four sixteen, and then four thirty three, the horns
0: jump into. When I was listening, I heard those horns, and I was like, I guarantee yeah. he's gonna play, gonna play that, that part. It.
1: Well, you know what they remind me of? You know what horns remind me of? Werewolves, always
0: Werewolves are <laughs> Sorry. Here it is right Here it is Bah, 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 yeah. bah, the, the horns aren't as prominent as some, some of the other stuff we've, we've talked about or that I've got. Although, and I will say that. this, when you're watching the video, you hear it more because you see them playing it. You see, yeah, and you see them right. prepping and picking up their so horns, getting right, right. right. It, may, it may have sounded kind of subtle and in the background. But when you're watching the video, they they're focus right them. in on that moment on the yeah, horns. And it makes it feel it. a lot bigger. And, and then,
1: again, that. if you're watching, go to 454 and watch her reaction. I'm not watching, but. OK. She is, she is just looking at him and, like, literally is giddy and laughing and smiling and, and pointing and everything else. It's just, it's so, it's so genuine and, and so visceral. It's like you can see how she's just getting so into it. It's awesome. And then she cool. kicks back in the vocals and, and brings them home. So,
0: right. Um, yeah. I think I, the one thing that I wanted to do is the last note, what she does with the last note that she holds. See if I can find that. All right. So, listen to this last note when she. You know, they're playing the, like, final note on the guitar, and, you know, the drummer is just slamming the cymbals until the song ends. Like, you know, like every every band ends a live song. Right, right. (laughs) And she... Especially, Especially at the end of a show, yeah. Right, and she holds out this last note, and just listen to what she does, how she morphs her voice halfway through. Just listen to it. I don't know if you heard it, but it starts off as like a ah, oh, and then it changes to a ah, yeah, right there ah yeah, and the vibrato. It's just like it turns into this. It's almost like this it goes from singing a note to this more of like an animalistic. Yeah. kind of scream at the end, which is yeah. just really cool. And you cool. can just picture her, like, bending backwards and screaming. Oh, yeah, she goes all out. Yeah. yeah, she's, yeah. like, bent over. It's great. And you know
1: what? what is shocking about it if you're watching the video? The people in, in the crowd, if it's 2021, are probably still, like, COVID scared or whatever. They're not going crazy. You would think that they'd be, like, falling all over themselves, jumping up, going crazy. They're just like, oh. Nice. That's a very nice performance. You know, it's like, come yeah. on. Maybe they just reserved, or it's the, the politeness of a, a Swiss audience wherever this was. But yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, Grace you song. can't dance to it. You can't no bounce to it. It's just you know, you just it's one of those things where like you just kind of sit there and admire. Yeah, that's what I would be doing.
1: Yeah, you know, and and with your jaw dropped open of the old wow, right. I can't believe that what a performance I'm watching right now. And then when it ends, you jump up and scream and and you know and celebrate how good that was. So. Exactly. Yeah, just again, it, it, and you, do you understand now why I said it, it kind of gets lost of the old? Oh yeah, that was a Halloween song. I don't know. It's it, it's a blues song, is oh, what yeah. she turned into. You know, with the intent of it being you know almost a werewolf song, right? Not quite, <laughs> <laughs> but but just you know, it, it it's still a nod to um to, to such a great song by Screaming Jay Hawkins back in from the fifties and stuff. So yeah,
0: yeah, for sure, yeah. So I remember when I was like when I was growing up, I listened to the radio. I don't know if you remember this, but I all night I didn't use a sound machine. I listened to the radio. I do literally up until I went to college, I would listen. I would have the radio playing all night, and there were songs that just scared me and like freaked me out. And I put a spell on you. I would hear the CCR version every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. and that one is freaky. For I some reason, did that American. Th- I, I almost f- did
1: that one because I know that's a really good version
0: of it too. But yeah, yeah is it haunting to you? I don't know why. I mean, it, it it's weird. It's like. The song Lenny Kravitz version of American Woman scared the hell out of me. I don't know why. <laughs> really? Something about it. like I would hear it and I would just get creeped out. I would get the creeps, which there's no reason for that. No. I don't know I'm why. Not. I literally have no, no justification for it, but I didn't like hearing it. And when I was in like elementary school, that song was huge. American Woman. And I didn't like it. It scared me. <laughs> don't know why. There must so, be something
1: it's a good thing I didn't do the CCI version because he'd be scared right now.
0: No, this yeah, whatever. At this point, <laughs> I'm fine. But yeah, yeah, I just think it's weird how certain I, things I, they are. They did they like did that. one of
1: the covers of it, I think that that and they had a pretty good amount of success with it too. But I think it's right. one of the times when CCI was big, no matter what they would have done, they would have right. had good success. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was a good version. It was a really good version. Yeah, too. Yeah. So yeah, that's about song. it. That's about it. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Good not so. a lot to say, but, you know, it's, it's one of those songs that if you haven't heard, it's worth kind of getting out and researching. If you're a guitarist, listen to it. And spending six minutes, you know, just being awed by, by the performance. And it's not just that, because it's also her vocals, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, her vocals on the, um, on the Jeff Beck version. The, Jeff Beck and, and Justin did a live version of it also. I want to say maybe it was the 2000- I was gonna say it was Probably at the Grammys somewhere, right? No, it was American um, Idol. Uh, it was um, an American Idol kind of 2000 celebration or whatever, you know, whatever, the so and so anniversary or whatever. And they did it. And it was okay. But it was also, you know, something like this, you, you can't knock it down to three minutes and five seconds stuff because the networks want you to play a shorter version of it. So I think everything was kind of shortened and maybe cheapened a little. It was a little more Jeff Beck heavy rather than Joss Stone heavy. And I, I like this version because it really kind of showcases her her chops and, and her vocal uh, prowess more than. Um, you know with Jeff, Beck. And it, I like Jeff Beck But it, it just, the Jeff Beck version I think seems a little hollow Compared to this version With uh, To me Is an unknown guitarist Who just shreds and it, it, Who probably is not An unknown guitarist To the people from Volbeat Because they know how good This guy is Because it's that part yeah. of the world You know
0: Right
1: So Cool yeah. Cool That's it Short good one step. Short one for a long song And the, oh the other thing I told you that <laughs> That what? she won the mass singer I thought that was important yeah, and she also she grew up. She has dyslexia, left school at age sixteen. Um, she said, "I wasn't that. It wasn't that I was stupid. I was just dyslexic, and I wasn't academic. I'm more autistic." Uh, and then one of the other things that I like that, that she grew up listening to soul music and was big. And her first CD record, I think CD was that uh, she ever one was Aretha Franklin. You know, when you're like 10 yeah. years old. So yeah, that, you can see that. You can see that influence. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say, if that's where you started, your love of music, like, okay, I, I can see where you know where you want to go. And she's big on um, rescue dogs. She's always big for animal rights, which I like that about her as well. So I reached There's- out to her and I invited her to come on the show. I don't know if she'll even see it or anything else like that. But, um, you know, she's also got a Christmas album coming out. And uh, I think it's out. It's coming out soon. Like every artist has to do at some point, right? You yeah, have sure. to. So, yeah, it's required. You have to. You know, even werewolves sometimes will have to do that stuff. So werewolves are werewolves.
0: Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> so, good. You like it? Yeah. No, I do. And that, hadn't heard that before. I mean, you know, you know her songs, right? I know the, her. Yeah. And the the big song that she had was um, <sighs> "Right to Be Wrong." I think. I got a right to be wrong. Right to be wrong. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, right to be wrong. I think is one of her bigger songs, and some of the other ones and stuff. But, um, and again,
0: you know, S- Smoky Cafe or singing. My, my favorite, I think I've talked about it too, is when she did the cover of "fell fell in love with a girl" by the White Stripes. Yeah, yep. only she did "fell in love with a boy." Yes, just you know. Yep, that um, is right. And here it's just too. so groovy and bluesy, and yep. it's just so cool. Yeah, and um,
1: you know, if you don't. If you haven't heard, yeah, this is, it has a version of it here, but it has with Jeff Beck and everything else. So, but if you haven't heard um, her, and, again, a lot of the, the, the really strong women artists that we, we like to talk about here, um, it, it's worth it to go out there and just kind of find a, a really good listening time to put your headphones on and, and really kind of absorb their talent. She's so, mm-hmm. so, so good. The other one that I thought you were going to do um, that we talked about was down, down to the bottom of the river, uh
0: Bottom of the river, yeah.
1: Bottom Delta of the Ray. River. Yeah. Which also has some really strong vocals by Delta Ray. Uh so, yeah. You know,
0: so. <laughs> I've seen them live twice, yeah. and there's one moment in that song that is unbelievably powerful, and it's even more so when they do it live. Really? Really? It's just it's a, when it it's seems a, like they're all stomping their feet and stuff. Like, she just has there's just one line where the lead singer just goes off Focus. the really. rails on, like, one note. Really? And it's just so it just it's so powerful, and it's really cool. Goosebumps, so. yeah. We'll do that song. I st- I'm still planning on doing that song. I've, <laughs> we, I've had, not even as a Halloween song, just, like, in general. Like, yeah. it's just a really we good song. We talk
1: about that all the time, and we've never really kind of gotten to the point of doing it. I thought, oh, well, here it is, because it, it's about witches, right? That I song? was
0: going to do it. Well, no I mean, I think they kind of have developed the, their kind of brand as a band to be kind of around this like kind of witchcraft thing i think the so it's a that that's a a, that band is is three siblings two brothers and a sister and then like one of their best friends and then they have a couple of other people in their band but those are the four main singers and they all take turns singing lead for different songs and stuff and um i think the the sister is she really kind of has that energy that kind of witchy energy that you see in a lot of like movies and tv shows and stuff and and they infuse that into a lot of the songs that she does lead on which is pretty uh, cool okay and i think okay. this year they even wrote like they did like either a rock opera or a musical or something that is about witchcraft and stuff like that i think they've really kind of like embraced that and nice. dove, dove into that nice. which is cool because they don't it's not like they don't sound like a gothic creepy band but they have those like like the elements of that kind of world the, the, in a lot of their songs, the imagery kind of cool. stuff yeah, it's cool. okay. Yeah. yeah, and if you watch their music videos, like, like the music video for Bottom of the River is like, it, it looks like it's in like 1600s Salem wish right. trial days, you know, right. like, yeah. I and think I think they just kind of like, too. I think they kind of were like, okay, so this is like, we we enjoy this aesthetic, we sound That's
1: really good,
0: and they just le- leaned into it, which yeah. is probably the best decision that they could have made. I this. think that was real footage back from the 1600s too. They had probably the a yeah. camera when they were taking that Yeah, especially the with the guys with the, The wrestling, the Mexican wrestling masks—that was a real. I still don't understand that. That's a conversation for another day. (laughs) But so yeah, um, favorite part. Did that one favorite part? Uh, I don't know. I just like all the guitar stuff. Yeah, you know. I was just blown away by how cool it was. Maybe that end, the the ending note there that I highlighted. I just, I like when people kind of like lose themselves and kind of just go all out. Yep, like that.
1: I like just watching her enthusiasm again a little cheating with the uh, the YouTube versus Spotify but right. um, just her being so into it and watching and in, enjoying someone playing her music because I, I don't think he is her guitarist and tours mm-hmm. with her now the only other explanation is that band was playing and they asked her to come out and do a couple songs and she did that maybe maybe I don't, I don't know, know. I don't, I don't know the, the premise of it and stuff, and I, cu- I could, not find. It. I was hoping that I had that information so I could share that, you know, to today and stuff. But I couldn't. I mean, I spent uh, almost an hour and a half, and I couldn't find like the premise of that particular concert and everything. So, or I could, but it was all in, you know, in Swiss and couldn't read it right. even with translating stuff. So,
0: so right. good, done, cool. What's yours? Uh, mine is short, but it's you know, it's one that everyone knows. It's the, it's the theme from the Twilight Zone. The old TV show, and if you hear it, you get creeped out because because you know it. Yeah, it's,
1: and I mean, and yet, people your generation and younger have they ever watched one episode? I well, mean, it's I, it, it's I, on it, like
0: it's not know, fair for me to speak to that because obviously I have seen every episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> okay, good. I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud. But, of you. No, because it's one of those know.
1: that like it's it's on you know, and it'll pl- have you know marathons on mm-hmm. for forever. But I don't know if anybody 25 or 30, 35 have seen, you know, if they're not into horror or whatever, have they would they, I mean, they maybe know from Disney, from Tower of Terror maybe.
0: Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, well, they redid The Twilight Zone. Uh, Jordan Peele redid The Twilight Zone. Oh, he did? Like last year or the oh, okay. year before, like a couple okay. years ago. As a film? Um, As a movie? Like a whole new series. Like he did a new oh, series. okay um And they, and he's obviously a, just a- genius filmmaker yeah. like was it good did you see it i didn't watch it i haven't i haven't watched it believe okay. it or not uh, i've only seen the old ones <laughs> but i think twilight zone and this is also me you know anyone who listens regularly knows that i'm i'm deep in the the throes of my uh master's program in creative writing so I, my mind is always thinking about storytelling all the time Visual but skin. i think i feel like the shows like the twilight zone and uh like star trek which I didn't, I never have been into star Trek. I don't know much about it, but I think the fact that the impact that it's had and the fact that people still know about it and still watch it and talk about it shows like the twilight zone are a testament that good storytelling has no expiration date. Yeah. Right, it, like it, it, the the special effects may go out of style, and the way that they talk and stuff might go out of style. Right. But a good story the never goes out of style, and the, and the styles and the clothes and everything else. But
1: the story right. itself, yeah. But yeah. if
0: you if you tell a really good story, it's never gonna it's never gonna go out of style, and it's always gonna be talked about because it's just really good. And I think that was like that the original Twilight Zone series, the black and white back in the day, sixties. Every single episode was just really really good storytelling yeah. <laughs> they yeah. just knocked it out of the park every time and, and so
1: in all very very different um subjects it wasn't mm-hmm. like the same thing every week and right very and very that's
0: what, like anthology shows are the best they're probably they're like super expensive to make i'm learning that anthology films and anthology shows are really production companies don't like to do it because it's so expensive because you need all new cast every time and new sets and all that stuff but and you think it was like that in the 60s when they were doing this as well i don't know i don't yeah. know i don't know i, I wasn't yeah. alive <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. but no, I think it, the Twilight Zone is just one of those like those things that's just always people are always going to know about it forever yeah, I because that. I think it's just it had such a cultural impact because it just is really good at telling stories. And I think certain shows have theme songs that are just instantly recognizable, like this the Twilight one. Zone, yeah. and like Jeopardy, you know, <laughs> like some of these ones where it's just like if you have a theme that was heard by so many ears over and over again years on end and you can sing it it's like it's you're everyone's going to recognize that so even if you haven't seen the twilight zone and somebody goes doo doo, 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 doo yeah. they you might know. not say oh that's from the twilight zone but they they'll say oh that's the creepy song yeah like this is the song that's meant to tell me that the situation i'm in is creepy you know <laughs> and and if you
1: listen to regular music you know, on uh, or, or music on like a regular FM station, you're going to hear that over the next couple weeks, which is hilarious that that right. song will come up again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and you used know, in on Halloween time, commercial ads, and all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead. The version that I did is like there's a lot of versions out there. There's some that's like seven minute versions. There's like really? thirty second versions of it because you know it's just used in so many different contexts. But the one that I did is like I I found like a Two ish minute version. It's just over two minutes. Uh I have the link in the show notes. So go ahead, listen to that, come back and we'll talk about it. So did that bring back some memories? It did, yeah. Oh, and yeah. obviously it's spliced
1: for the um for the opening for the T V show. There's the ending and you know the, the middle part of the right. traditional stuff. I hadn't heard that whole thing in, in a long, long time and it, it it's creepy. It's
0: yeah. creepy. It is. And so there's, there's some cool things to talk about with this. So if anybody, if you missed it last year, I was a guest on the America's hometown horror podcast, uh, which is a horror movie podcast, but they're friends of mine from when I used to live back in Weymouth, probably at this point, what, eight, eight years ago or so, eight, nine years ago, something like that. And, um, Weymouth house. Yeah, they, I I lived with my roommate. One of my roommates was Kat and she has a podcast with her husband, Mike, who is around all the time. And we would always watch horror movies because they love horror movies just as much as I do, probably more. But they had me on as a guest on their show to talk about horror movie music and horror movies and soundtracks and scores and, and all that stuff. And I actually talked about this because I find this super interesting, the way that this song was designed, because this song was written for the show. Like okay. it was designed to get you in the mood to watch some weird, creepy stuff. Right. right. And, um, they, I, I, I talk a little bit about this and that, and that's why I kind of, I was thinking what I wanted to do. And I was actually thinking of doing the song twilight zone by golden earring. I know. I remember you talked about that because right. it just has this really cool kind of, kind of creepy, spooky vibe to it. You know, that it's just that dry dune, doon dune, 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 And it just like, it never kind of leaves that it's kind of just kind of eerie. But it's long and there's not a whole lot going on besides that. So when I actually went to play it once to listen to it, I accidentally clicked on the Twilight Zone theme song. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, I talked about this last year when I was with America's hometown horror people. And uh, I was like, there's some really neat stuff about this. So I'm going to do this one. It'll be short and it's different because it's, you know, we haven't really done all musical, no vocals or anything like that uh, that I know of. Right. Uh, and so I thought this would be a cool one to to look at. Um, and there is some parts that people don't think of. You know, like that very beginning is really just setting you up for like, it's, it's the classic kind of like Hitchcockian horror sounds in the very beginning. Which is, I'm sure exactly what they were looking for. Yeah. You know, that kind of like pulsating, building up and then going back down. Nah, nah, and it just like, it just kind of like gets you in that, mode of like okay this is creepy that's what this song does but the most interesting thing the part that everybody knows there's a lot of crescendos in it but the part that everyone knows is this part yeah and i made a note in that podcast actually that this is actually a pretty normal melody if you know the song heathens by 21 pilots all my friends are heathens take it slow that's the same melody okay all right um but what makes this super creepy is something called dissonance so, this song is in, and we're going to get a little musical here, this song is in the key of E major, okay. uh, which means that in if you're playing in the key of E major, you can play any note within that scale, and it will fit in, it'll sound good with that scale. So, that scale is E, F sharp, G sharp, A, B, C sharp, and D sharp. You can play any of those notes and it'll work. What they do is, every time they do that, do, 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 at the same time they're playing those notes, they're playing a B flat over it, and B flat is not in the E major scale. So it causes a dissonance. It sounds like there's something wrong. They're playing a wrong note at the same time they're they're playing every single other note within the melody. And that what that does is it raises the hair on your skin and it makes yeah, you like yeah. aware like something's wrong. Something's going on. There's a dissonance there. There's it's not comfortable. It's an uncomfortable so that's, sound.
1: That's the science of the music. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And that's So back in
1: the sixties when they were writing the song for this the show They knew that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and enough to like, okay, here's one of the things that's going to work.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's the same reason that like you hear some really low notes. There are some frequencies in horror movies that they play in the audio that you can't even really hear. You don't even realize that you're hearing it because it's so low, but it causes that sense of dread because your, your lizard brain is telling you that low sounds equals big, scary, something that's going to hurt me. Um, right? so, my, so is my lizard brain like a werewolf kind of werewolves are <laughs> but um, <laughs> I had to lighten it up a little bit I know was scared, so. But, so I need to hurry this up but um, so in a lot of horror movies horror TV shows what you'll get is a lot of these low notes these low dissonant Ooh, yeah, yeah, chords yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that are, are kind of building the tension to make you feel scared the thing with the Twilight Zone is Twilight Zone is not a horror show Twilight Zone is like a like a sci-fi most a lot of times it's a Right. It's sci-fi horror. So there's there's a lot of not just creepy elements or scary elements, but it's like it's the weird. It's the mystery and the unknown. Right. And right. The that's the kind yeah. of stuff that you get from the high notes. Right. So when we're looking at the end of the song here, you're getting this, you're getting high notes and low notes at the same time. But they're not blended in the way that you'd hear in like a classical composition. They're very they separated. You're hearing the low notes and you're hearing the high notes. And they're playing at the same time. Right? Yeah. At the same time, it's at the same time. And that dichotomy of the high notes and the low notes at the same time it's without being blended is like that creates that kind of air of mystery and it's got a lot of reverb and, and you just feel like you're like out in space, right? Like you feel like it works so well with that opening imagery of like the star field and being out in space and that, then you get the broken windows, which was way yep. louder than it should have been yep. <laughs> and that yep. giant eyeball and everything. And it's like, you know, that's just, it, it just yeah, works the so imagery well that goes with it, it. If you know, if you
1: know it, like it came back immediately when you, when you had that. Yeah.
0: So again, this is not, it's not anything, you know. I I need to cut mine super short, but um, it's not anything that's like overly in depth. There's not too much to talk about, but I think the stuff that you can talk about with this is really super cool. And yeah. I think the impact that the Twilight Zone has had on film and and music is just really really cool. Right, and and, 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 and it's I, super know, spooky. I know there were some specific um, episodes that we already
1: talked about that was was terrifying. The, the mm-hmm. William Shatner one in the movie right yeah 30, 30 000. no that was an episode too was it yeah that was an episode that I, thought, I remember that one specifically because whenever i was on the plane i was like "Is someone going to i like thought that was off? just in the movie <clears throat> no it was an episode oh i remember that and you know how you, you to serve rip,
0: man was my favorite
1: ripping up the uh the the, the part of the plane on the, yeah, on the, the wing stuff. of the airplane yeah yeah and then when they ended it the that that part of the wing was was bent up and stuff it's like oh my god but yeah. the image of you know when you open up your 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 screen on on the uh, airplane window and that face is right there like i i didn't sleep for for there's months, something terrifying
0: that? about that like i remember i i've talked about this before the most traumatizing film for me growing up ever was Salem's Lot with the kid at the window scratching at the window and second floor <laughs> I, I still can't watch that mo- that part of that movie like it that that is like the one thing like i love scary movies that is the only thing that has ever like truly scared me like for yeah. good and that was on the second floor too. Yeah, it was he's floating out outside the window. It's <laughs> terrifying.
1: And then, uh, oh, yeah, horrifying! Yeah. Um, and there, there was another episode in Twilight Zone that was um, Dennis Hopper, who was you know famous star in a lot of different things and everything else. But he was um, like the next Hitler. And it was it was very driven by you know anti war after after the war and anti Hitler stuff and anti Nazi stuff and how you know how it could happen in this country and you know Never yeah there was a lot of on. social commentary Terry yeah, Twilight Zone yeah. too yeah um, and I remember that one was was very powerful too and the thing is that that a lot of people kind of even and I don't even know if you know this a lot of people forget is that was only the sixties. It right. was only in the '60s, so you know, here I am. I'm growing up in the '60s. Um, I was born in '57, so my best friend Joe Andrews and I every Friday night grab a little ice cream and we would watch horror movies on Friday nights, including this stuff. And mm-hmm. it was like Friday Night Features or something like that that came out at nine, and and then from eight to nine was was um, with this kind of stuff, whatever. And then in the '70s, Rod Serling went from because that that ended. Right, Twilight Zone, and, but in the seventies he went to Night Gallery. Yeah, have you ever heard of that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, so Night Gallery was same kind of concept, but you know it starts off with him in, in, inside an art gallery and, and telling stories, and just as creepy stories, but a little more contemporary mm-hmm. and updated. Uh, I remember, I think it was well, maybe this was uh, Twilight Zone, maybe it wasn't Night Gallery, but Billy Mummy, who was you know kind of a child actor at the time, you know talking to his his aunt or his grandmother who mm-hmm. dies. And he's in the other room, still talking to her, and she's on the other line. Well, she's been dead for like a month, and he mm-hmm. still talks to her. And it's creepy stuff like that that was so surprising. Yeah. But Night Gallery kind of continued it and went on from that. It didn't have the same kind of impact with the, the musical and, and, and everything else, but uh, it was still a very, very scary thing. Yeah. And then it was the, the, i mean, it was—it it was a big thing at the time when there was like all these offshoots of these really creepy things. And I think a lot of it was all driven from Hitchcock, you know, back oh, in yeah. the day, you know. Um, I think that's where initially the Twilight Zone stuff kind of came from. But Yeah. Yeah, Scary yeah it's just become
0: Ooh. so iconic. And I think because of what it was used for, it even has more of a creep factor. I think if someone had just written this song, like, I'm going to make this creepy song. It's like, yeah, that's kind of weird. But, you know, but, whatever. But the imagery but, with it, you but think? Because it's associated with that show, which yeah. scared so many people and just has such a lasting impact. Like, it's so iconic. Amazing a show can have that kind of
1: long-lasting I know, kind of connection and impact on people. I know. It's crazy, you know. Which, which I'm sure they never really expected at the time either, right? You know, yeah. But I guess all fear right. lasts.
0: Well, that's all I have. I mean, is there anything else that you want to say about that? I got to kind of wrap it up. But...
1: Yeah. Uh, except I was looking forward to the to the baseline and golden earrings twilight zone.
0: I know. It's that's great. That is a great. Go listen to that song. Yeah. That's a not probably not a very well known song anymore. So go listen to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That um. yeah, might have been a nice surprise. So. All right. Well, well, do, remember, we'll to, that song someday.
0: remember to check out PantheonPodcast.com for more music-related podcasts. Find us on social media. Join the group. We're going to be sharing some spooky music until uh, the end of Halloween. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's everything. Follow all the links in the show notes. Stay hydrated. Stay spooky. Don't be a dick. Talk to you next time. Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> See you, folks. See you, adios. you later. Adios. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs>